This episode of the This Is Reportage podcast is sponsored by Eneloop Pro Batteries by Panasonic. If you're anything like me, you would have used a fair few batteries in your life. It's so important that our flashes fire exactly when we want them to and recycle super fast. Nothing more frustrating than seeing the bride hoisted up on the groom's shoulders on the dance floor, both belting out the chorus to Mr. Brightside and us missing the shot because our flash didn't recycle in time. That's where Eneloop Pro batteries come in. Panasonic's top-of-the-range rechargeables are the only batteries I use now and for quite a while. I'm not alone either. I know loads of my photographer friends and colleagues only use Eneloop Pros too. With their high capacity, they're perfect for my flashes, and the only reason I miss the shot now is down to my own ineptitude, not because the flash didn't fire. It's good to know I'm playing a small part in helping the environment by using rechargeables as well. And another bonus for Eneloop Pro is that they have such a low self-discharge. If you store them fully charged, they still retain 85% of their charge after a year. Perfect for those times where, for whatever reason, you may not have been shooting much in a while. Thanks to Panasonic for sponsoring this episode. Head to thisisreportage.com to see a link through to the Enloop Pro product page for more information. Hi and welcome to episode 71 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. I'm thrilled to be chatting to the fab Marek Troszczynski today. Marek was joint 28th in the world on TIR in 2020 and joint 24th on This Reportage family. This is a man who really knows his stuff when it comes to documentary photography. But not only is he a fantastic photographer, he's a truly lovely guy too. Really enjoy chatting with him. Tune in today as Marek talks all about his experience of being a groom himself and thus on the other side of the camera, how and why he became a photographer, shooting a wedding with a thousand guests, the story behind one of his specific reportage awards, photographing his own family and so much more. Hey Marek, how you doing? I'm good, how, how are you? I am, yeah, good. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. How uh, how are things with you? Are uh, we okay? Just, you know, surviving in the current reality. Um, mm. Kids back at school at the moment, so uh, yeah. and the wife went out with the little one, so I'm here at home, peace and quiet. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice, isn't it? It's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, but, but how, many, how many kids have you got? I've got three. I've got really? two that live with us permanently, sort of in a house. And I've got my oldest son with my previous partner that lives uh, in London. So he's with us on weekends and holidays. Uh, okay, nice, cool. And were you homeschooling a lot then over the last couple of months? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's uh, it's not too bad. The kids sort of, uh, they quite enjoy it. They quite like it. So it's, it's no problem. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah. How did you find it? Not not too stressful, you know. It's quite nice having them uh, around a bit more, wasn't it? it was yeah, nice. I we we really enjoyed just spending time with our kids, so it's no problem. Just like getting to know them a bit more, and our little one is two, and it's just a great age. She's just turning from like baby to a little human, and it's just a joy to to witness that. To be honest. Oh, that's cool. I can, I think I, I get a real good sense from, you know, I've met you a couple of times and just from your website as well, and that you're very much a, a really family focused guy. And I think that, that really comes across. So I think it's lo yeah, lovely. You, you, um, you talk a lot about your family on your website, uh, which I think is lovely. And yeah. I love the I reason why your the reason why your business is called Blue Lily Weddings, which I think is lovely. So for our listeners who may not know why, can you tell us why it's called that? Um, so the, my, yeah, my boy's favorite color is blue and my daughter's favorite flower at the time 
was was a lily. Oh, that's so nice, man! It's so, has she changed her favorite flower then now? Is it different? Uh, yeah, I think it might be. I, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna change. You're not gonna change your business name like every few weeks when she has a different favorite flower. Like a poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blue poison ivy weddings. That would be cool. <laughs> no, his favorite color now is black, so it would be black poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> you should gotta do it that'd be funny changing your business name every like i'm month, sure but. that would be too good for the business yeah. no that's true <laughs> oh that is lovely though man i think it's really lovely naming your business after you know something really personal to them i mean you know i i really couldn't use my name <laughs> as a business <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well it's it's slightly harder to pronounce that's all than uh, blue lily yeah. weddings i think slightly different, yeah. difficult i hope so, i say uh, it right when i do the introduction i hope i say it right um you'll have to let me know afterwards if i say it right yeah i think it's right enough <laughs> okay it's okay <laughs> um so man yeah how was you know i'm asking everyone this because it's obviously you know pertinent to the times as well how was last year for you you know how was how was 2020 um Ups and downs, but but kind of okay, you know. As we really try to focus on positive things, like for example, there wasn't so much work, so work-wise, obviously, it wasn't great. But we spend time with kids. Everyone is healthy. We have roof over our head. We have food in the fridge, and plenty of of free time. We could just enjoy the summer, which I wouldn't otherwise, because I would be just swamped with with work. So that's true. Yeah. Nice uh, obviously it's not always rosy uh but on the whole i think i i enjoyed the year myself uh, oh that's good I, man that's really good to hear yeah and i think we bonded as a family as well more than we would otherwise that is true isn't it that is a, a good side effect of all this yeah, and i felt the same actually it's been it has been lovely seeing my kids more but i'm also quite happy that they're back at school now as well actually <laughs> yes i think it's a nice balance you know uh and I think they also need that too. At least my kids, they just, my, my daughter, she's, she's turning five now and she's just, she just loves school. She just loves, she's so social. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, she just loves being around her friends. Oh, yeah, that's been tougher than not being, seeing their friends, isn't it? And just having to put up with like, well, with me, putting up with me a lot is pretty tough, <laughs> I think, for any, for any child. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's good. It's great when they, they really like school. That's really good. Yes. Um, and how many weddings were you able to capture last year? I think I've checked recently because I wasn't sure. And I think like 12 maybe or something like that. Oh, wow. That's quite a lot. Were a lot. A lot of those small COVID weddings. Uh, all of them COVID apart from two. So I shot one in March just before the lockdown, which was a full, uh, yeah, full wedding. Uh, right. Lovely. And I've shot one wedding. Uh, so in, in for the whole February, we went to South Africa to Cape Town with the family. Oh, wow. Just before okay. the season was supposed to start. Wow. And I managed to uh, to sort of second shoot on one wedding with... Uh, with Linda Voss, uh, she's also a member of. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I've seen you two kind of so like just like occasional messages on Facebook, I think. I've seen yeah, you two interacting. Oh, that's cool. She, yeah, she's absolutely amazing. So she took me with her and we shot this wedding in, in, in sort of in the hills, like close to Cape Town. It was just amazing, beautiful and so, so different from, from weddings in UK. Although oh really? In what way? The groom, the groom was British, but oh okay, cool. That must have been an experience. Yeah, in what in what way was it different to kind of UK weddings then? Much more relaxed, like just 
a bit less structure and just laughter all over and it, if things were like running behind no one really no one really cared even though <laughs> they spend a lot of money on the wedding but i think they really focus on the most important thing is just have fun and, and connect with the family and friends oh that's that's the best isn't it that's yeah. always the best way well that's cool how did did you know linda beforehand then were you specifically you know you knew you were you going over specifically to to do that wedding no uh we went to south africa it was our second time we went to south africa it's just for the winter because before the season starts we've got some friends there oh cool okay. and it's it's southern hemisphere so it's hot uh, and it's just amazing country i mean landscape is just we just love it there it's just so beautiful Oh, cool. And so, yeah, we went, when we got there, I just, I thought like, oh, it's our second year. It's so amazing. I, I know there's uh, wedding photography is quite big in Cape Town. So I just sent some emails to wedding photographers and she got back to me. She's like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Oh, that's really cool. That's good, yeah, isn't it? That? That's really like, good. She's, yeah, she's, she's really an amazing person. Oh, that's cool. And she's a really good photographer as well. She's one yeah, numerous, she uh, yeah, yes. cool. That's cool, man. Okay, man. So, Marek, let's delve right into your story. You know, how did you become a photographer? What's your What's your tale? Uh, all right. Yeah, um... <laughs> it's quite a big one to drop in. <laughs> well, should I start from the beginning? Obviously, I grew up in Poland. I I moved to UK when I was twenty in two thousand and one. Right. Okay, or oh, giving uh, away your age, man. Giving away your age. Giving away your age. Uh, yeah. At, <laughs> um, and my, I sort of, I work, I saw, I, I lived in London for like, I don't know, maybe twelve years or so. Right. And mostly work uh, in the in the bars and pubs and open like in the evenings and weekends. And I've got quite a bit of time on my hands. Uh, sort of in the daytime, so I was just, I really love, I always love photography, so I just got myself a camera, I was just shooting and shooting and shooting and getting better. Yeah, cool, well, like street photography stuff, or? Uh, just anything, like landscape, bugs, I just loved, like, going to the park for the whole day with my camera, just uh, crouching cool. in the grass and just staying there for, like, hours, just trying to find, like, flies and bugs and bumblebees and anything. Oh, that's cool, man. Wow, cool. <laughs> and, cool. And yeah, and eventually I thought, like, ah, I really, it would be amazing to try to sort of make it as a living, you know, try to make some money out of it. And I thought wedding photography is probably the safest bet, although it might be quite stressful because you need to deal with people and mm -hmm. all this. But yeah, I've said, like, at the moment that I make a decision that I want to do it, I've sent, like, literally hundreds of emails to all the wedding photographers I could find online. Oh, cool. Well, all around London, like photographers. Just everywhere, all over UK, but mostly oh, London. And I never got one in Cornwall, man. Never sent one to me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think I was London. I think I, I Googled like London wedding photographer. And one of them got back to me and she just straight away gave me like a lot of weddings. And I was first shooting. I, I like, I never even second shoot in my life. And straight away I was like making a, a shooting a big wedding somewhere in like wow uh, on your own <laughs> like big budget wedding it was wow on, uh, totally on your own yeah <laughs> totally on my own yeah she just trusted me completely wow the images you sent her must have been good then for her to have that faith in you uh yeah and i think maybe she wanted to make some money out of me as well <laughs> <laughs> capitalism man capitalism oh but that's really wow you really went for it though then were you yeah. what, that, what was that can you remember that first wedding though how were you feeling on that very first wedding I, I think it's all a blur. I think I was just so like, uh, it was so, so such high emotions for me and everything. I think I just played it cool, like most of the time. But 
Gosh, and you did okay. You must have done pretty. You must have done okay on that first wedding, then. I've done okay. You know, you know what? What's the funniest thing that this wedding was actually, I think, featured on like one of the wedding blogs. I don't know if it was wow. my wedding or love my dress. Your very first wedding that you shot got featured. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna mention the name of the of the lady who 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 I was working for, but she just put her name on that wedding. My name was never mentioned. Oh no! Oh, that's okay. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> so it was bittersweet when I saw it published because she never said it. She never said it to me. I just found out by by accident, you know, oh, seeing man. my pictures. That's weird. That's a, what a strange way to kind of, yeah, it's like a baptism of fire, that is. And a baptism of fire in the kind of marketing world as well. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. Um, so what? So she, did you get quite a few weddings from her then, did you? Yeah, uh, yes. And uh, at the same moment, uh, I started working with another sort of, uh, another company. I don't know if I can mention them or not, but I had really good... Uh, I still work for them from time to time. It's, it's totally up to you if you want to mention them or uh, not. Yeah, it's Pink Daisy Wedding, and, and they are run by Paige. And, uh, and already I had some portfolio from other weddings that I was not allowed to show you know, online, but I could show it to her, and then she employed me, and then I started uh, working with her and okay. shooting, like, starting from 10, 20, 30, you know, 40 weddings a year. Well, right gosh and uh, did you have blue Lil did you have your own brand at that time as well the blue it Lily was, yeah it was sort of uh uh yeah transitioning from one to another so okay cool at the moment when i really decided to go on my own i uh i yeah i really heavily invested in like marketing to, to just to try to get customers at the beginning Okay, in what kind of investment? In what? In SEO and social media and stuff? Or SEO? I know SEO was I. I wasn't quite good at it, and I knew it's going to be a long run. So the first thing I really invested in it was Google Ads, and it really worked for me. Like, uh -huh. it's everything started from Google Ads for me. So I spent quite a bit of money to get first weddings, but once I got the first weddings, who paid for the Google Ads, it sort of started rolling, and and from then I could I was able to cover my marketing costs and 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 just do it as a for a living just for myself. That's cool, man. It's great. It's a cool, inspiring story. You just I love how you just like proper went for it. I mean, we're proper proactive as well, which I think is really cool. Um, similar with me for AdWords was a big thing for me as well. Actually, I, I luckily at the time I got like 150 pounds of free clicks at a time, so I just used all them um, and got business that way whilst my SEO stuff was working up in the background. And um, yeah, so similar as well. Yeah. yeah cool man when was that what yeah so when was that when did you start when what, what, what were you can't talk what year was your first wedding uh well my very first wedding i think was actually a wedding i shot for my friends in, back in poland uh, oh, cool. it was <laughs> yeah i wouldn't put it on my website definitely not <laughs> but i have to thank them they trusted in me but that must have been like maybe uh 12 years ago but then it was I think Blue Lady Weddings really kicked off around maybe sort of seven years ago, six years ago. Okay, cool. cool. You're still pretty fresh, man. You're still new. You're so good. And you've not been doing it long at all. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I, I think like in 2019, I shot something like 55 weddings. So I'm, really? I'm catching up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> 55, man, in a season. That is hardcore. That is hardcore. Gosh. Some of them, you, you know what? I prefer like for me personally and from psychological point of view, I prefer to 
shoot more weddings and they may, maybe not even charge that much for them and I, then I don't feel so much pressure on myself and I feel like I enjoy them more in a sense. Mm, that's cool, I understand that, yeah, totally. I think that's what's so cool about what we do as well is that people can run their businesses in all different ways and the only way that matters is what makes you happy, what's good for you, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's what a Pol- you mentioned about uh, wedding in Poland there. What are, are Polish weddings? Are they similar to UK or very different as well? Or they are, um, similar and different. Obviously, people get married and it's usually in the church. But I, I think the biggest difference for Polish wedding, at least from the times when I lived in Poland, which was 20 years ago, which could have changed a bit, was it was very heavy with alcohol. So uh, oh, cool. as a bride and groom, you can never refuse uh, uh, like a shot of vodka, which is... Oh. Some in Poland sometimes it's hundred milliliters, so it's like <laughs> that sounds dangerous. That you sounds can dangerous. have a wedding with like few hundred people when by midnight everyone is blacked out from out, <laughs> and, and then you have fights. You have like people. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't Gosh. know. It's yeah. Have you actually ever seen a fight? I've never seen a fight at a wedding. Have you seen one? Uh, no, I haven't. No. 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 Would you photograph it if you if you were in cap- capturing a wedding and there was a fight? Would you photograph it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> maybe back in the days, I'm not sure. But now, I, I mean, if it was very serious and I see maybe someone can really get hurt, I would try to maybe help people out. Yeah. Maybe a sneaky photo in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's weird, is it? There would be a bit of a moral quandary, I guess. Um, I guess it, really, it would depend on the situation because, mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to judge it by the by the moment. Yeah, that is true. That is what we have to do each case, isn't it? But touch wood. I'm going to touch wood anyway. I don't want to see a fight at a wedding. I don't want to see that. But, um, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Let's get off fighting at wedding. Let's, let's change <laughs> the subject, man. Um, you say on your site, I don't know how recent it was, but like you said, like being a groom, me recently it um gave you good perspective on how it is to be on the other side of the camera at a wedding which i think is cool so yeah can you tell us more about that you know was it hard to choose your photographer for example were you a working wedding photographer when you when you got married yes yeah i was so uh then uh, that was the season when uh, mm, a second shoot with with a friend of mine he's also a polish guy who who lives in london okay cool and it was just natural because he was such a good friend and we just got along well and I think I almost value his company more than uh, than the photography itself. I mean, he's a great photographer. Is is no. Oh, okay. No, no. So uh, and we got so my my wife is Swedish, so we got married in Sweden. Oh, cool! Nice. Wow. In, in the woods, uh, it was oh, a lake. Like yeah, we had the reception in log cabin, fifty people, just perfect for us, surrounded by lakes. Oh man, that sounds proper lush. Was it an outside ceremony? Uh, yes, yes, it was. Yeah. And we were very lucky because on the day it was sunny, it was just perfect. There was like a huge dragonfly which landed on Yana's arm just during the ceremony. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, And the day later was like a huge hailstorm and everything got destroyed at the same time. So if we got married a day later, it would be, it would be, it would be a good one to photograph maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be interesting. Oh, but that was meant to be and that's really lovely, man. That's really nice. And what was, what was it like then? You know, were you watching the photographer all the time as... You know, because it, it must be when I was um, a groom, I wasn't in, I wasn't doing wedding photography then. So I imagine it'd be quite different for me if I was getting married now. You know, were you watching him all the time? No, I would say I was, again, it was for me, it was so emotionally charged that I just didn't see him. Even if he, if he had a camera in my face, I just didn't see him. I just, he was just like, he didn't exist for me, uh, oh, cool. which was re- very interesting for me because after the wedding, I thought, 
you know what? If people trust you, you can really get close and you can do almost whatever they want and they will not notice you as much as you might think they, they will, you know? Mm, it might be an old uncle or an auntie who you are in the way of and they might do something. But I think bride and groom, I never, I never, I never felt any, anything like that from them. And from my perspective, being a groom, I would say, uh, yeah, I just didn't notice him at all. Oh, that's cool, man. It's great to have that insight into it, isn't it, now as well? I think that's... Um... Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it definitely gave me more courage uh, shooting the weddings after that, just to just to do whatever I wanted to to get the shot. Obviously, not jumping in front of them in the in the church ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you do. Limits, I guess. <laughs> no, but that is cool. That's really cool. I imagine it'd be strange now if I'm if I was to get married again. Like, who to choose a photographer would be so difficult. Um, maybe I'll do like a twenty year vow renewal or something. That'd be fun. I, I can give you a discount. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Ten percent. Oh man, no, awesome. Um, and how did your how did your wife did she, did your wife um did she like the photos? I guess she must like the photos. Yeah, yeah, everyone loved the photos. We have them in a big album, and we have them printed on the walls. Uh, yeah, we love them. It's just such an amazing memory, you know, special day. All all the friends and family together. It was the first time part of fam my family came from poland the first time our parents met and yeah it was just a, sp a very special moment because of that oh man sounds lovely i'd love to go to sweden as i've never been to sweden so but is it's it nice I highly recommend it it's amazing we're, we're still considering it maybe a uh, retirement in sweden because it's such oh, really? a beautiful and just beautiful country and and you know not many people living there so it can be just completely surrounded by nature and just mind your own business you know? mm, that sounds nice that does sound nice have you ever shot a wedding there I have shot three weddings in Sweden. Oh wow, really? Cool. Gosh, man, you keep you awesome. How much you, you get around, dude? You get around. It's awesome. <laughs> what um, what are Swedish weddings like then? Uh, quite relaxed. Uh, all of them were a bit different. Uh, but yeah, again, surrounded by one of them was my wife's brother. Uh, okay, yeah. And a few photos from that wedding actually got some awards. I think a couple of them got awards in, 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 in reportage. Oh, cool. Which ones? The one with the, when the girl is blowing the balloons. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Another the one. one during the speech when I shot from outside. So oh, the, yeah. Through the door and the bride and groom, you can see them through the window. Yes, I know which one you mean as well. Oh, that's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's so the bride and groom is my brother-in-law, I think. Yeah, my, my uh -huh. wife's brother that's cool man both great images as well everyone's listening now I'll, I'll include them on uh the, the the post that includes this podcast episode as well so yeah head to this reptiles.com you'll be able to see that that's cool oh, that's really interesting dude really interesting. yeah uh, I, I think on, on the whole swedish people yeah very relaxed uh, i i loved it i loved it i just i think shooting different weddings different countries different cultures it's just it's such a privilege it's just like mm -hmm. so eye-opening like even shooting like indian or african weddings i'm like you have so much insight into the world that I would have never experienced this way. And I, I think it's just amazing in a way. That is true, isn't it? Yeah, that's really true. Did you have any um, kind of destinations booked in for 2020 that had to postpone or anything? Uh, uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like the best thinking noise ever. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that in, I man. I don't remember. I know I have one in June that I'm supposed to shoot in France, in Bordeaux. Oh, right. And that's this 
a family of another bride that I've shot before, like a couple of years ago. And I really, really lo- would love to do that. I hope it's going to go ahead. Uh, touch wood, man. Touch wood. Fingers crossed for you. Um, I've had all my all my weddings before the June 21st date this year, you know, have all postponed now. So, yeah, one postponed to June 22nd, the day after the re- restrictions are supposed to be lifted. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it's so much like I've had couples postponing weddings, I think, for five times. Oh, five times, really? Gosh. And eventually cancelling uh, on me because I couldn't do the last date. And it's just <laughs> like, oh my God, I just spent like hours emailing and, and rewriting the contracts and everything. And now it's like for nothing, you know? Yeah, that's it's what it is. I can I, just putting ourselves in ver- in their shoes, I think. It's not easy for them. No, I guess it's true. It's true. It's not easy for any of us, is it? It's, um... Oh, man. But... Uh... Yeah, just uh, uh, second half of 2021 has got to be better than the rest of the last like 18 months, you know, so. I mean, you know, fingers crossed, but what, nothing is certain. <laughs> no, that's true, isn't it? And obviously I have no idea. I'm just exactly, fingers crossed, touching wood for my wooden iPhone case. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's change. Let's go more positive, man. Let's change again. Yeah. Let's change. Um, let's do our little Netflix game. Do you watch much Netflix? Yeah, we obviously do. I mean, there's no other way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Isn't it? Obviously, that is so true. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, man. So, yeah, if you you know you've listened to the podcast before, you know the concept. I'm going to um, uh, read out some Netflix synopsis of a series or film, and let's see if you can get it from the synopsis. Okay, you ready? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, first one is a, a film or a movie, whatever you want to say. Okay. So, pursuing a master crook with a hefty supply of heroin. A pair of Miami narcotics cops must pull off a convincing act to protect a witness. This is quite an old film. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I give you a clue. I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It's got Will Smith in it and Martin Lawrence. Oh, I, I I know which one you're talking about, but it's just got out of my head. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Bad Boys. Bad Boys, yeah, Bad Boys, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that in years, actually. It's a good film. It's a good film. Yeah. Okay, okay, man. Okay, not out of one so far. So you can only get better. Can only get... <laughs> okay, uh, another one. This is a series. A crew of car lovers tests the limits of luxury vehicles in this hit show that also features celebrities racing on a test track. Uh, top gear of yes boom nice i never watched that you know it would be so I, big i think on bbc it was huge it was show, show number one i think in england it was wasn't it yeah are you into cars uh not that much i like them driving me from place to place but I'm <laughs> that's hand, they're handy for that <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not really into cars either really they just cost so much money all the time it's annoying uh yeah they're not cheap um yeah, it's good to have them, but I think especially like oh, living in London, for example, it's just so much traffic. It's just whenever I go over, it's just, ah. Oh, yeah, time. It's too many of those cars, too many cars. Yeah, totally. It's, I guess it's a bit, in Cornwall, it's yeah, different, obviously. But whenever I do weddings in London, I never drive. I always just got, like, get Ubers or get um, use the tube or something. Yeah, around where we live in southeast Kent, right in the corner, it's like it's, it's not tra- no traffic at all, so it's nice. Oh, nice! Man. That's, you know, I've never been. I've never been to Kent. I think I don't know. I think yeah, so. we just we just live five minutes from uh, from the beach, which is Camber Sands. I don't know if you've heard of it. But I have heard of that actually. I it's think, really, yeah. really lovely. Like, highly recommend. You're more than welcome to come. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be lovely. And you're very welcome to come down to Cornwall as well. Have you ever shot down here? No, I haven't. I've been to Cornwall 
once and that was like 15 years ago and i loved it i was so surprised you can have such beautiful blue water in uk like, <laughs> it was amazing did you actually did you swim in the water i kite surfed in it oh uh, did you so oh cool as well yeah oh, i've never done that you know is that fun i love it i i'm completely addicted to kite surfing that's the reason actually that why we live there because uh my my other job back in the days i i was a kite surfing instructor for a while Oh wow! Cool. My wife is as well, and uh, because we live five minutes, Canberra Sands, I think, is the best beach in the UK for kite surfing. Ah, cool. And on the other side, you've got the other beach that works with the other wind direction. And it's just, it's just amazing. The, the sort of the amount of g-force you can exert on your body with control, I think you cannot comp uh, compare it to anything else. Oh man, I should give it a go. I should, I you know, I've never actually just normally surfed. And I've, I can't remember the last time I used a kite. So putting them two together, I think I would be very bad at that. Uh, do you know what? You will you 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 won't know until you try because it's. I think it's much easier than it might you might think at first. Okay, I have to give it a go. I have to give it a go. The I one time, down, I'll give you a lesson. Yeah, man, let's do it. Honestly, that would be really cool. My <laughs> my wife would love that as well. She'd love us uh, to get in the water more as well. Um, yeah, that yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> end of the pandemic coming down yeah cool. okay but last one on the netflix one you ready for this last one yes okay this is a movie or a film again i don't know why i say that but i not yeah anyway okay academy award nominated filmmaker noah baumbach directs this incisive and compassionate look at a marriage coming apart and a family staying together <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit obscure. I think actually, it is obscure. It's got um, it's a Netflix film. Um, it's got the guy in that plays. Is it Kylo Ren or something in the Star Wars films? Is that his name? Uh, so I know the guy who plays Kylo Ren, but I haven't seen him in any other movies. So I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the movie you mentioned. Oh, okay, cool. It's good. At, it's called Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, is it it's good? good? Have you seen it? Yes, it is good. Yeah, it is. It is good. It's got, um, oh, I can't think of the actress in it now as well. Oh, man. My... I will check it out, I think, yeah. Oh, it's got the actress in from uh, Lost in Translation. Scarlett Johansson as well. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. We do yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that film. Have you seen Lost in Translation? Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. Mm, I think there's one about. scene when, uh, when, I think it's from Japanese, right? When mm, there's yeah. this one person saying something that lasts like two minutes and the translator says something okay. like, thank you, or like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is really funny and it's beautiful i love it although we went to see it at the cinema years ago because it's an old film isn't it and honestly about half an hour into it about 20 people all got up and just left they just didn't like it they literally left oh, that's really weird uh you know people are different so yeah that's true that's true okay man let's um let's go on let's go back to photography okay yes. um you know, so what do you find, Marek, what do you find the most challenging aspect of wedding photography to be? I, what the most challenging, I think for me personally, what I sometimes struggle the most is, um, is just so many points that, uh, that can go wrong. So like you have to organize yourself and just put everything together. Like, you know, it's quite a lot of points of failure, if you know what I mean, like, Mm. the camera equipment or or maybe getting stuck in traffic getting there and and stuff like this well, have you ever had, had any horror stories like that have you ever not made it to the ceremony i, I think what uh, i've i've yeah i've never really missed a wedding but a few times i was stuck in traffic and even like two weeks ago i was going to london to do shoot a, a micro wedding and i was stuck in i always live like two hours early and i was stuck in traffic for an hour but it was it's such an unpleasant feeling when you're just mm -hmm. stuck in standstill traffic 
That's pure stress, isn't it? Yeah, that is true. Stress. That it, you're right. There, there are so many things that could go wrong. I think that's why this job, you know, it it lends itself to a certain type of person that is is not, I guess, risk averse. You've got to you've got to um, be able to handle that kind of thing, haven't you? And a lot of people are put off doing weddings because of that. Yeah, I, I think for me, what helps me is uh, is having a routine. So I, I sort of make sure that I won't forget anything and. And I think once I'm starting to shoot, everything goes away, and it's just, just, just trying to find good shots and connect with people and all that. Mm, that's cool. What kind of routine do you have then? Do you have like a checklist before you leave the house or something cool? Um, yeah, I, I, evening before I prepare my like I charge the batteries, I check, uh, I, I sort of um, how do you put the same time on all the cameras. Oh yeah. Mm. I start new folders on the cameras. You know, make sure everything works to do a few trial shots. Uh, I iron all my things, so it's like yeah, a little bit of a routine. Uh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, it's good just to get you kind of in that good kind of flow, peaceful way of peaceful mindset really isn't it to do i think do you know what the only time i iron any clothes is for weddings i just iron my shirt on the morning that's it we never iron anything else in this house at all uh, same here same here yeah <laughs> my my um my mother-in-law irons socks which is a bit strange i think uh if she likes that i mean <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's her therapy. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, okay, but uh, Merrick, something else on your site that I noticed um, is how you say you shot weddings for five to 1,005 people. Man, have you really shot a wedding with over 1,000 guests? Yeah, uh, I've shot uh, some Indian weddings, which, uh, and that was right at the beginning. I shot one with Indian wedding that had like, I think, 1,200 people. Wow. And that was in London, but it was like two huge uh, Indian temples together, and it just was just people everywhere. So that, that is amazing. Literally, honestly, I think the max I've ever shot is two hundred and fifty. So never anything like that. I can't even imagine. Did you have like multiple shooters, or was it just you? It was just me. And you know what? Because the bride and groom hired me, I thought I'm gonna be the only shooter. But there was like four other photographers. One of them <laughs> hired by parents of the groom. One of them parents of the bride. Oh wow! So How did you get on with that? Yeah, some of them set up like a studio setup, lamps and everything. And I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, wow! I don't know what's going on or. Wow, yeah. I've heard stories of that happening, but that's never happened to me. So it must be strange. Did you, wait, how did you handle that? Did you like talk to the other photographers and like. I, no, no, I, well, I was nice with everyone, obviously, but otherwise I just did my thing. You know, I just thought like I can only do my best. They do what they do. And if that sort of makes my work a bit, uh, you know, the results will not be as good. It's they know it, obviously, they have to know it. So that. Mm. that that's true isn't it yeah that's true and that's i guess it's similar um if you like working with videographers as well you're both just there to do your job you know and you just got to get on do your job do you work off with videographers uh i would say maybe uh 10 percent of my weddings have a oh, okay not many mm. uh, not many uh, I, I i've noticed that on a day i can't sometimes get a little bit pissed off with them <laughs> i get Especially if it's a friend of a friend and like or wearing puffer jacket in the middle of the ceremony, like in the mm -hmm. church. But at the end of the day, I found that I always can deliver good results. Even if I have videographers, I can always find an angle. And at the end, it that's never cool. really hindered my work too much. So oh, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Um, did you did you hire a videographer for your wedding, by the way? Uh, no, we, ha we didn't have one. No, we didn't either. That's funny, that, isn't it? Mm. I guess this is a photography podcast, so <laughs> we're going to be more into photography than videography. But I think, so I, yeah, I think I would never watch it. I don't know. Like, 
Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice to watch occasionally. But then, I mean, how often do you look at your fo- your wedding photos? I think if we didn't have the album printed, which is downstairs in the living room, uh, probably I would watch them maybe once a year on the anniversary. Mm, yeah, it's true, isn't it? Oh, but it's nice you've got them printed then. That is isn't that's a good thing. Yeah, and the kids sometimes look for them and we have a laugh together. So that's nice. Mm, yeah, that's all all good all good although loads of photographers now uh, you know more and more getting into videography aren't they you're not being tempted to make that switch i i'm definitely not tempted to do the switch but since we have those cameras that can take amazing videos and since the lockdown at the beginning of lockdown i was i was just uh, doing videos of, of our family life oh okay cool and i really enjoyed it you know even though it was a year ago now we look back at some of them with the kids and i've put music to them and and I have to say, it's another dimension, and I and I love that I've shot those videos. It really throws the moment in time. Ah, uh, that's cool. Especially with behavior of, of our kids, that sometimes mm. the photographs will not uh, not not show it as much. No, that's oh, that's so true, isn't it? And I was going to ask actually about your family and stuff because you know, as well as winning loads of awards on our wedding site, you've also won loads on our family site, which is amazing. And I love the um, there's a quote on your on your family bio where you say, um, "I love documenting real, honest, messy moments which make our lives ours, and so imperfectly perfect," which I think is lovely. So yeah, I just uh, how like how frequently are you photographing your own family, and and do your kids know that they're in like award winning images? Uh I don't, I'm not sure they know. I don't, I don't think they know, to be no, honest. Oh, that's cool. Uh, okay. But I have, uh, you know, ever since I switched or I got one mirrorless camera, I just love using it so much because it's just such a joy to use. And it's always on a shelf in the house. So if, whenever there's something happening, uh, yeah, that's just... interesting. And having three kids those ages in the house, it's like always something happening. Uh, <laughs> I just grab the camera and just like play with it a little bit. I never overdo it, but, you know, just a few minutes here and there. And I, think, I have to say, I think I have a little bit of an unfair advantage on other photographers who haven't got kids because it's just so much easier for me to catch those family moments. Oh, I know. I get that. But yeah, but, you know, I don't know what we could, you know, but it's all just totally valid, though. Photos of your own family. You know, it's still family photography. Absolutely. So. And, and they are honest and uh, completely unscripted. And, and yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I, I think that's such a good tip to have a camera just around, you know, so you don't have to delve into like your camera bag and get it out. I think that's a, a big difference. I should do that more. Just keep one around. You, and, and, you know, even when we go for walks, I most of the time I take the camera with me and, and most of the time I don't even take it out. But I I like few times something happened on a walk and I'm like the face expression of my kid the composition the light is perfect like I can't believe I have my camera with me you know this oh, moment yeah. is just amazing so ever since then I just have it always on me in a little pouch next to my shoulder and oh that's cool yeah I guess that I guess they're so used to you taking photos as well they hardly notice when you've got the camera up to you right? they don't really they're just in their own world yeah. mm. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. It's a side benefit, isn't it, of being a photographer, is that you get these wonderful images of your kids that maybe loads of people don't get, you know, just because, you know, most people don't ever hire a family photographer, I think. Although hopefully it's going to happen more and more. But it is a really great side benefit of what we do. I think so. I think there's so much value in it. I, in a way, I love wedding photography, but I think if you if you get the family photography well, it's almost it's almost more valuable in a way because it's mm. just everyday life and it's how life is. So in this way, like you mentioned, it's just more honest and mm. and the memory is more sort of true. It's how it really was, you know. Yeah, 
It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome thing. And you're so right there. Weddings are so important to capture. But, you know, family life as well is so important. It's, um, it's, it's with starting this Reputage family, it's really just, I just made me appreciate both so much, you know. Um, and I've started photographing my own family more as well, which has been a great side effect. So, yeah. So. I have to say, I'm really grateful that you started that side of the, of the Reputage because it really definitely gave me a push. Oh, that's cool. With more of it, and 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 then just getting inspired by other photographers, also. Yeah, and there's some um, absolutely amazing photographers yeah. out there as well. And then you know, just puts a smile on your face, you know, just. Mm, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a joy to look at those images. I yeah, think. absolutely, absolutely. I love, I love documentary family photography. I think it's my favorite type of photography, just to just to look. No, that's cool. Are you going to do more? Because you shoot a lot of your own family. Are you going to do more kind of family photography for for other clients and stuff as well? I wish I could. Mm. I I definitely, but it's just not that easy to market, and it's not so easy to get custom. You know, like I have even friends who have kids, and I'm like, I come and shoot your family for free, and they're just like, yeah, okay, let's do it, and they never call me. <laughs> oh, that's that's such a loss. That's that yeah. major loss. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just, I think they don't see the value until it's done. That's the problem. I mean, I mean, maybe I we should work a bit more on like marketing it and selling it better because I think mm. it's. Yeah, because it's a brilliant thing. And, and that's totally one of the reasons as well I was doing TIR family, just to ho hopefully raise the kind of prominence of it as a as a thing that people can get, you know, just to show them, look, this is the amazing kind of memories and real, real moments you can capture. And because uh, I think, as you say, a lot of people don't even realize that it exists as a service, really. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I just need to get it out there a bit more. So I think, yeah, you starting that side of the reportage is, is, is it's a great step forward in that direction. Oh, that's cool, man. Cool. And thank you for being such a massive part of it. And you've won loads of awards now, which is awesome. You're just such a good photographer, man. Um, and, and let's go back go back to weddings. One of your specific reportage awards that I love. Um, it's a black and white shot where on the left-hand side of the frame, it looks like the bride and I think maybe her dad, I'm not sure, are about to embrace. And then on the right-hand side, there's a woman like watching from outside the room. Do you know which one I mean? Yeah, I know which one. And uh, It's this yeah, very this cool... Is, yeah, kind of split frame image yeah. and yeah can you tell us about that yeah this is a this is a bride and her dad just uh, when just after they did the bride and dad dance uh -huh. and this is from the south african wedding so oh, cool you know i never really get to shoot as a second shooter but then i had complete freedom and i got just got I could do whatever I wanted, and that's why I go. I was getting. I just went outside, like hundred meters away, and was trying to shoot them through the window and different angles. And I have to say, it's second shooting is really great if you want to just, ex, you know, especially if there is not much pressure on you. I think it's great if you just want to experiment with photography a bit more. Mm, that makes sense, actually. I need to do that more. Definitely, it does make sense because that the perspective you got there in that shot is something totally different, which you, which probably you wouldn't have got if you were just shooting the wedding on your own, would you? I don't think you would have really. I mean, maybe I'm I'm sort of trying to lean a, a bit more into it now. So I got really just not don't shoot the safe shots all the way through the first dance, for example, but just the first few shots. Make mm -hmm. sure it's safe. They look good. Be nicely framed and then just look around and really try to see if you can do something more with it. Use the architecture or lighting or anything. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Nah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool. Shooting, I think second shooting really helps if you want to just be creative and, and just, yeah. 
Mm, so, yeah, that totally makes sense. Man. And that image is great, though. It's just such a cool different perspective um, and a little composition and like frame within a frames. And yeah, it's just great. Really cool. Um, and, and really interesting to hear your thoughts on that as well. So, and again, anyone now, if they're exercising or what else do people do when they listen to podcasts? What do you do whilst listening to podcasts, Marek? So uh, before, when I was busier with weddings, it was I always listen to the podcasts when editing photos. Oh, cool. yeah, that's true. Isn't it? It's a good <laughs> thing to do that. And I used to listen to it while driving, like to weddings or the day before, driving up to my hotel as well and stuff. Yeah, but... I usually when I run and I drive the car, I usually listen to audiobooks, Ben, uh, just oh, to cool. get more lost in the story. Mm, that makes but, sense. Yeah, podcast definitely when I'm editing, it's it's great. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So if you're doing that now, if anyone is listening, you may be editing if you've been shooting, I don't know. But <laughs> if you have, hopefully that was good. Um, but yeah, head to thisreportage.com and I'll include that specific reportage award that Marek just spoke about as well. Okay, Marek, let's move on. Um, Marek, what annoys you in life? Uh, not too many things recently. Uh, that's good. You sound very chilled, man. You do. I've, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's an influence of my wife and, and like doing a bit of meditation and, and yoga and just doing sports and everything and just like, there's really nothing to worry about. As long as we are, I think, healthy and not in pain, life can be enjoyed almost no matter where you are in the world and no matter what you do. Oh man, that's really cool. That's, that's uh, really lovely. You are a very positive person. Yeah, I try to be. I think sometimes maybe people's ignorance. So people's like people voicing opinions when they're not really sure what they don't have, they don't know all the facts, but they sound like they just know everything. And it's and I think maybe it's too much of it in the world. Like mm. people being very opinionated without knowing the facts. So I think you would call it being ignorant. Mm. That's yeah, totally agree with that as well. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, have you ever met or photographed anyone famous? I um you you can't say that actually one again one of the first weddings I ever shot and that was for for Paige, um so it was a lovely couple uh, and I shot their wedding everything everything was great uh, that wedding is still on my website that's amazing that's a wedding from like ten years ago I think wow that is cool man yeah. and um and then when I was sending the photos to them I realized that the the bride she uh, starred in one of I think uh, it was like was the most popular like um series running in 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 UK for like many many years Oh like EastEnders or Coronation yeah, Street she, or... so she was in EastEnders and then there was this thing um dancing on ice with the stars and she was she got like second place in it so i oh, guess cool. it was a celebrity event but i just didn't know that when i shot the wedding oh, that's funny <laughs> oh that's cool though man oh who was it i want to know what which actress was it uh her name is zara abrahams zara oh, abrahams okay cool uh, i'm not an eastenders fan so i don't know but that's very cool i'm not sure if it was eastenders or one of or emmer day or one of those uh, okay cool but absolutely amazing couple and such an emotional wedding is it was just perfect i oh man are you looking forward to shooting again properly you must be i uh, yeah absolutely i love it i i love being busy i love creating value as well for others so 
Oh, yeah. And uh, I think my photography sort of is developing in the right way, in the right direction, really the way I would like it to look. So I'm just, I just, I'm just bursting with like just going there and just expressing myself. Oh, that's all good, man. Good. Let, think, well, fingers crossed it's all going to happen this year. It's all <laughs> fingers crossed. Otherwise, it's more family shooting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's all good as well. It's all good. And you're so good at that as well. Yeah. It's good. It can get a little bit repetitive, but you know, like I think now the season's changing and I hope the spring is coming. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, that's true. Getting outside a bit more. Getting outside. I wonder if they'll have sports day at school. Sorry, that's a random thought. I just thought my um, my son missed his first sports day last year. Although the, my, the sports day at my school, oh, this is going on a random tangent, but, you know, it's they don't do like egg and spoon race or sack races anymore. It's all just very, it's it's very serious. Why? Yeah, it's not so good, I think. What uh, about so you mean not this childish anymore? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I miss that, though. I think yeah. it was cool. should be more about fun rather than competition. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Mark, we're, we're talking about your photography as well. And, and obviously, as I said before, you've won loads of awards. Um, you know, you're so good, dude. Um, what would be your top tips? This is a big question. What would be your top tips to help someone become better at the documentary side of photography? And whether that's weddings or families, what would be your advice to get better at that? I think just being a better, just observing uh, situations better and trying to anticipate what's what's going to happen. Mm, that is a big just, deal, isn't it? And I, I find maybe for me what helps. So, for example, if I if I go to a wedding and it's a venue, I, I try to sort of scout it a little bit and at least try to find points at which there is something interesting with composition or, or light. Mm-hmm. And then I know that if if at any moment in time I see something happening around that area... Uh, anything interesting because moment is the most important thing obviously so if i if the moment is happening around that area i already know quickly where to go and how to photograph it to to achieve something a bit more special to insert that moment into maybe a nice composition and nice light as well yeah yeah that's good advice well Mm. all good stuff man all good stuff and and kind of the opposite to what we just what we're just talking about is uh, uh you know asking you about good advice have you made any really memorable mistakes ever uh while shooting weddings yeah yeah or business mistakes or just life mistakes or anything really i've yeah i've definitely done a few mistakes in my life <laughs> But that was when I was younger. Uh, when it comes to weddings, um, I don't. Nothing specific comes to mind. Maybe oh, like uh, overexpo. Like I think this kind of classic that maybe happened to most of us, especially when uh, back in the days when it's you know, just like running out of uh, dark church and shooting outside and not changing the settings. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and the and the and the and the photos being like overexposed. Beauty of auto ISO, though, no man. Do you use yes. auto? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love auto ISO. It's like my best friend. I love it. <laughs> it is great, isn't it? It's so, so good. good. Yeah. What are you shooting with at the moment, then? Anyway, <laughs> I'm still shooting with Nikon, but I'm I'm I I'm just on the edge. I I, I think if they don't come up with something really good until uh, the the wedding season picks up, I think I might be tempted to switch to Sony or canon because it's just right. purely for autofocus it's just nikon is not quite there and uh, okay. we really need it for the for those moments you know I, yeah so important isn't it yeah so i i changed to the a9 a couple of years ago sony and oh, i do love it man it's so fun it just makes it i just fancied a whole new changing system just kind of like reinvigorate me a bit and it really works it's just a yeah so it's it's just more fun to shoot with them i think it's really but you say you've got a mirrorless that you keep around the house didn't you that's the Nikon uh, Z6, oh, okay, cool. uh, which is great, but 
I don't know how it is. I, I need to play with the A9 because when I'm shooting like backlit, action backlit, for example, it's just such a small percentage of, of shots in focus. Oh, really? Oh, man, honestly, with the A9, it's so good. So high hit rate. Like, yeah, yeah it's bad I, for your culling because yeah, it's I need, to, I need to borrow it for a day or two and just play with it in the same situations because I know all the cameras have limitations. So I just need to play with it and see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'd love it though if you try it. It's, yeah. yeah. I do love Nikons as well. I, I always shot Nikons and I do love them. So I just wish they just fixed that bloody autofocus. <laughs> Maybe they'll be listening to this. I'm sure they listen every week to this reportage podcast. They'll get, they'll get on it. <laughs> um, dude, what is something that you really love but that most people seem to hate? Um that is such a random question, isn't it? And it always stumps people. I don't know why I even keep it in my little question repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if I, if I prepare for that question, probably I would come up with something like smart. And, uh, but otherwise, <laughs> what? It's a bizarre question. Is it? Or you could turn it around. What's something that you hate, but that most people seem to love? You see, I don't hate many things. And I, and I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can almost like anything. So, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's a bit boring, but... Um, you know, it's just an awful question, man. That is awful questions. <laughs> just... I think it's not a bad question if you have a good answer to it. Apparently, they're not bad questions, but I think I just, I just, nothing comes to my mind. I don't, I, yeah. No, that's all good. We can move swiftly on. And <laughs> 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 um, has there been a specific turning point in your career at all? You know, something, perhaps a certain wedding or uh, award or anything that has had like a, a major impact. I, I think that was the moment when I sent all those emails and, and started shooting my first weddings in UK. Mm, that was a big deal. You know, like proper venues with couples who spent a bit of money. And I think that was it. It's just, yeah, like you said, straight into the deep water, but, you know, never looking back from that, just learning a lot. And That's proper cool. I just think I love it that you just kind of like sent emails to all these photographers. I just love how proactive you were in that way. You know, a lot of people wouldn't do that. I just think I didn't have any other choice. Like, what what else could I have done? I, I, yeah. Well, so, well, I yeah, but I still I think a lot of people wouldn't have done it. You know, a lot of people just um, it's quite a brave thing to do, really, which I really respect. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was all or nothing. I thought like if no no one comes back to me, then I can come back to doing maybe trying to make a career in other things. But I think we have this. Uh, I I I owe it to myself to to give it a go to try it hundred percent, and when it doesn't work, you can move to other things. But we should mm. try to do what we love. Like, yeah that's so true that's a great mindset man that's that's really cool um marek do you have a particular piece of software or app that you couldn't do without um just yeah definitely lightroom i just do everything in lightroom uh, um, yeah do you do, um, do anything in photoshop no not really maybe uh occasional uh i don't do it very often but a few times uh, brides or brides mothers ask me to like swap a uh, smile and eyes or something like that oh, right yeah so i, I used photoshop for that but uh-huh. i think when shooting a quite large number of weddings you really want to be efficient and i think lightroom is just the best for it photoshop is just too slow yeah no it's cool when you did like 50 weddings in a year and stuff have you ever been tempted to outsource your editing uh yes uh but instead of that i i just made my sort of workflow more efficient i think yeah i use photo mechanic for culling uh, yeah Mm. and i try to call like on the on the go as well so when i'm traveling somewhere maybe when i'm on a plane uh, i'm trying to create a system in which i can still manage everything because 
I do really enjoy editing, especially if it's a good wedding. I almost can't wait to go home and look through those photos. Oh, that's cool. Especially the ones that I think maybe I, I got something good. Um, mm. So How I, think you... I wouldn't be able to outsource that in a way. It's part of no. the process for me. Yeah, no, I I totally understand that as well. I totally understand that. Do you, how do you normally feel? You know, when you when you've shot a wedding, do you often feel like, you know, you've nailed it, or do you feel like you you, th- you haven't got anything good from it, or just I don't know. How do you normally feel when you finish? A I, I I always have doubt until I look through the photos, like mm-hmm. because sometimes it's so fast paced, and you know, I'm not quite sure whether how many what's the percentage of shots in focus, or whether the key moments were really like tack sharp. Mm. So I really go into culling almost as 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 quickly as possible just to put myself at ease mm, i get but, that but normally it's like a nice surprise once i go through the photos i'm like what and sometimes i even find myself catching moments that i didn't even didn't, didn't even realize um, uh that's cool catching at, at the time you know which is great yeah i can't imagine using those like auto culling software you know that they have now as well i can't imagine that have you tried that at all no, I you I just use the yeah the, like I think I mentioned the photo mechanic I use for calling it's it's yeah. great. It's but so just, good, isn't it? Yeah, with one finger I just scroll the photos. With the other one I just press like a star on them, and then and then that's it. Yeah, cool. How much do you kind of generally shoot at an average wedding? How many photos do I shoot in total? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe around five to eight thousand photos okay yeah it's a lot isn't it it's a lot how long does it take you to call uh, maybe four hours altogether uh, okay yeah that's not too bad it really depends from wedding to wedding as well uh and it differs because i sometimes i can shoot two thousand photos at the wedding and if there is if there is a lot of happening and a lot of situations i think i tend to overshoot the moment if i see a moment is happening where i just high burst mode because obviously if you want to catch everything perfect then yeah, totally. I can find myself like shooting, you know, two hundred photos for one moment. Yeah, but that's cool though, and then you can deliver the very best one as well. So it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, it makes culling a pain in the ass, doesn't it? It does make culling. Pain but then it's worth it when you when you get that sort of photo that you were after. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, man, if you could, okay, random question as well, but I like this random question. Um, if you could choose one day in your life to live over and over again, like Groundhog Day, you have seen Groundhog Day, haven't you? I have, of course. Yeah. Okay. If you could choose the day to live over and over again, which day would it be? Uh, wow. It's so many. F- <laughs> I think <laughs> it's. <laughs> It could be like birth of the kids or the wedding or I I do remember like I think that maybe the moment in which I felt maybe the happiest that like pure happiness in the life when when uh, I used to train swimming professionally in Poland back when I was younger and uh, oh, cool. winning, winning my first medal in a, in a, in a Polish championships in, in my uh, age category. Oh, cool. It was just a, it's just a feeling that I worked. It was a moment that I worked for, for a year, for many, many hours. Uh, oh, wow. Gosh, that does sound hardcore. What kind, what, what race was that? What? That was 400 medley. Um, oh, right. Okay. You, you, you do like 100 meters each stroke and, and it's oh, quite, right. uh, quite demanding. And it was, we, we trained so much. We, we definitely overtrained when we were younger. Ah, uh, uh, well, that's cool. Do, do you swim a lot now? Then? I guess with your kite surfing, you must swim a lot as well. And... I, I like swimming now, but I had a big, I had like 10 years break when I just didn't, didn't swim at all because it was such a love and hate relationship. I can just tell you, for example, that at, at the age of 15, 
I was at the peak of our training season. We were swimming 18 kilometers a day in a swimming oh, Wow, man, that is proper hardcore. Yeah, even even walking this or running this is a lot. Imagine swimming that. No, I can't <laughs> it's imagine. It's so boring. It's so, so boring. Oh, man. It's boring and tiring, you know. Yeah. God, you must have been pretty fit, though. You must have been super fit. I was ripped, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've gone to pot a bit this lockdown. I need to start exercising more. I need to. Do you, do you get much exercise daily? I do. I do. Uh, I'm, I try to stay fit, even for my kids, you know. I think that for me, if you have a, a reason that's big enough, uh, then it can motivate you. And for me, I just want to... I just want to be able to like be older and still play with my kids. So I just sort of put that as, as my reason. Oh, that's a, that's a very, very good reason. Uh, man, we're going we're gonna to do one last question. Cause this, has got, this has gone really quick, almost up to an hour. So um, thank, oh, yeah. I know it's gone quick, isn't it? It's so quick. Um, so, okay, last question, man. Do and I'm not going to do like a throwaway little canapé one. I'm going to do a big question to end it on. Okay, well, um, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, do you think about the future and like whether you'll still be shooting in like ten years' time? You know, do you think about those kind of things? I do think about them, uh, but I try to f- focus a bit more on like immediate fu- future. So like a year or two f- uh, from now, because I think what's going to happen ten years from now is. It's so hard to predict with mm. the camera technology development, how it's going to look like. And then also, you know, we've got the pandemic. Maybe global warming will change the world we live in dramatically. Mm. I hope not. But I think taking it year by year for me is sort of a healthy approach. Mm, I think that sounds wise. Yeah. I think I'm still in control. And I, I love shooting weddings. And I, I would love to still be doing that in 10 years' time. If oh. Well, I hope you are, man. I hope you are. And still um, creating your what, what awesome about you? What about you, Alan? Oh, what, thinking about the future. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I guess. I don't, I, I don't want to think too far into the future. Um, yeah, I don't know. And who would have thought like 18 months ago of what could have been happening in the world, you know, kind of now as well. So you can't plan for everything, can you? Um, yeah. I don't know. I hope to still be shooting as well. And I hope still to be doing reportages and stuff because I'm loving that as well. So, yeah. yeah, I do love it as well. I think it almost also you, you, I think how much would we relate when we get like maybe in our 50s and the couples are 20 something. Uh, well, yeah, but maybe, maybe we'll just get older couples getting married then as well. Yeah. Yeah, the old couples, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> or it'd just be people's like third or fourth wedding, you know, it's all that's uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely no point to worry about it too much because who knows what the future will bring. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Who knows? Oh dude, man, thank you so much for your time. It's been so lovely talking to you again. Thank it's been so lovely, me. man. You're a star. And anyone, as I say, anyone listening now, do head to thisreportage.com. I'll include the specific reportage award that Marek spoke about and those couple of images that he mentioned as well. And um, yeah, man, hopefully I'll see you this year. You know, hopefully in, uh, we'll be doing the TIR Christmas party. It'd be ace if you could come along to that. Because, oh, I'm, see, I'm definitely very if it's happening. <laughs> you can oh, come. oh, that'd be ace, man. That'd be ace. And fingers crossed for all your weddings this year. I hope, I hope everything goes ahead. And um, yeah, I hope you have a good one, dude. And and for you, Alan, I hope it all goes it all goes upwards and onwards with with all the reportage thing and also with your weddings. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, you have a great day. I speak it to you. Bye, bye, dude. Uh, cheers. Bye, bye. You've been listening to the seventy first episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Really enjoyed talking to Marek. Hope you enjoyed listening.
Head to thisreportage.com or thisreportagefamily.com for a link through to his website, along with the specific reportage award that he talked about on the episode. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world, delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Elke Van Rulo, Richard Skins, Liam Shaw of York Place Studios, Else Corsten, David Scholes, Rocio Vega, Sam Docker and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. Submissions are open now for our next award collections. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 BST on 24th of May 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>